going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higus, and ladies and gentlemen, we are officially a week away from football, so in today's episode, I will be giving my final predictions and crazy storylines and predicting the first game of the season. So, let's get it. So at the time I am recording this, we are officially seven days to the hour away from football. By the time this episode is released, we will be officially six days away from football starting. So you know what that means? This podcast is truly going to get back to what it has been about, and that is the NFL season. We've talked MLB, we've talked NBA, and we are going to continue to talk about them as their seasons progress. You know, MLB playoffs are coming soon, and I did talk about that in past episodes. But more importantly, the NFL season is coming up, and that is what this podcast is for, is the NFL. So I want to get on here. We've talked about my division winners and my record predictions and my award predictions, but we didn't talk about who I have in the Super Bowl, what kind of storylines I have going on, and of course, the opening game of the season between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Someone needs to predict it. And I'm going to be your man. So without further ado, let's get right into it and talk about what I feel is kind of be kind of going to be going on this season. Now, I do not believe that the NFL is fully scripted like a lot of people will think, but I do believe there are storylines in the NFL and at times the NFL will play into it or manipulate it in some type of way, just like in a game where you feel like if an announcer says something like this kicker hasn't missed a field goal in 40 straight attempts and then they instantly miss it the one time they mention that's a statistic and the entire time they've been climbing that statistic. Uh, it's kind of like that. I feel like a lot of moments, especially with the, the doubters in Buffalo, uh, and then they and then they lose in the playoffs, and then a lot of doubters in Kansas City last season, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl, etc., etc. Kind of moments like that. Or the Burrow owns Mahomes storyline, and then the Chiefs come out and beat the Bengals at home in the playoffs. Kind of just that kind of way of, here's the storyline, we might ride with it a little bit, but at the end of the day, whoever plays the best is going to decide. But there are clearly moments, as we've talked about on this podcast, where they do overstep a boundary. So I want to talk about what I believe the storylines really are going to heavily put on this season. And I think most of the focus is going to be on the AFC. And there's a pretty self-explanatory reason why. The AFC is way more quarterback heavy. And realistically, whether you believe it or not, the NFL media-wise, and in my opinion, game-wise, is a quarterback game. I believe that the game is truly decided by the better quarterback in a situation because they are the most important player on the field. They're paid that way. They're treated that way. Everything kind of runs through the quarterback on a team, which is why I believe the AFC is going to get a significant 
amount more attention than the NFC side, and that kind of was true for last year as well. I believe in the NFC, the lot of focus is going to be on the NFC East, more specifically the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, as I do believe those are probably the three most competitive teams outside of the San Francisco 49ers on the NFC side, and I could probably argue there are only five teams with a average or better quarterback on the NFC side, and three of the five lay in the NFC East with Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, and Jalen Hurts. So I think a lot of the focus is going to land in the NFC East because even though we haven't seen a repeat champion of the NFC East in many years, and a lot of people believe it's going to be easily once again the Philadelphia Eagles to win the division, I'm not sure. I think that division has three very uh, uh, easily winning the division teams. They're very capable is what I mean to say uh, in winning this division, especially a team like the Cowboys who only came a game or two short last season from winning it. So I think a lot of it is going to be that battle uh, between the NFC East the other storyline that I see getting a lot of focus in the NFC is a team that I mentioned earlier in the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers are a very complete team. Now, there are some injury risks and injury-prone players amongst the team, specifically their running back one in Christian McCaffrey, but we've seen some injuries go on with this team. But the main focus of this team currently is the quarterback race. Currently and officially, Brock Purdy is the quarterback one of this team, and officially, Sam Darnold is the quarterback two. So that leaves us with the decision, and the question is, what does Trey Lance really mean and do for this team? As he is listed as the quarterback three, for those of you who don't know or don't remember offhand, Trey Lance was a top three pick in I believe the 2020 draft or 2020 2021 draft uh and kind of just never really got a chance to do anything he started the first game in his rookie season and then got injured and really hasn't gotten to see a chance at the regular season field since then because Brock Purdy came in really showed out and I mean, earned the quarterback one position on this team, if I'm being truthfully honest. So I think a lot of the drama is going to come more specifically from the NFC East side, but there's going to be drama kind of throughout the entire uh, 49ers season, basically, on who should be the quarterback of this team. I do believe that Brock Purdy is, you know, very capable of being a good quarterback in this league but I don't know if he's going to replicate the exact same magic that he showed off at the end of the season last year and in the playoffs. I do think there's going to be a lot of people truly questioning, is he supposed to be the quarterback one of this team? And realistically, I think we all know at this point that Sam Darnold is not capable of being a quarterback one 
on any team, whether it is the Houston Texans or the Kansas City Chiefs, this man should not be a starting quarterback. But Trey Lance, we genuinely don't know. We really have not given this man a chance. So I think, kind of like how the Patriots were last season, there's going to be a lot more question to the guy that hasn't really gotten the opportunity and maybe really shows out and shines when he does. Or possibly Brock Purdy is the Bailey Zappi and the 49ers have decided to go in the direction that the Patriots didn't. Who knows, to be honest, but I do think a lot of drama is going to surround them. But as I said, I think the drama is going to heavily favor the AFC side this season because there's a lot to talk about in the AFC. The Chiefs arguably have gotten worse after they lost a couple of wide receivers, including Juju Smith-Schuster, I believe Byron Pringle. Really, all that's left is Kadarius Tony and Marta's... Uh, Marquez Balding Scantling, my apologies, and obviously Travis Kelsey, who we all do need to remember is the best tight end, almost a receiver-like tight end in the NFL, so Mahomes is not without weapons in any way, not to mention he also has Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, who are average, slightly above average on Pacheco's side, running backs in the NFL. So let's not say he doesn't have any weapons in the world, but there is going to be a lot of focus on the Kansas City Chiefs as they do continue to seem to slowly lose more and more pieces of this dynasty team that we've seen over the past few years because a lot of it leans on the extension that has been given to Mahomes, the money that has been given to Kelsey. A lot of the pieces are having to leave because of financial troubles with the team. Now, a lot of the focus, personally for me, and the main storyline of the entire season will rely a lot on the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, these are two teams that have been front and center of the storylines and of the NFL season the last two seasons, but I really think we're going to see a different side of these teams. In the first season where the Bengals really got to be front and center with Burrow performing healthily in a full season, we saw them go to the Super Bowl. We only really saw the high side, the upside, the good guy side of this Bengals team. Then last year, we start to kind of hate them instantly. You know, the effect kind of goes in that we don't want this team to just keep winning. We want to see variety in the league. And of course, you know, it could be argued, but some very questionable calls happen in the AFC Championship game that eventually leave lead the Bengals to lose the game to the Kansas City Chiefs, who go on to win the Super Bowl that season. And I do think that is going to install a bit of a villain arc, specifically in Joe Burrow. It seems like the rest of the team is really being left with a good guy kind of stature, specifically Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and the majority of the offense. But I do think we're kind of seeing this side of Joe Burrow where he's just going fully into focus mode and is going to stop at nothing and you are going to have to have a lot of force to stop this um, unmovable object, basically, because he is just going to be plowing, I think. And, you know, there will be a lot of questions about his health as he did sustain an injury during training and practice camp. 
Um, but, but I think he'll be fine for week one. And I mean, what is the NFL without a Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? So they'll find a way to get him slotted in there and healthy. And I do think there will be a lot of, you know, controversy and storylines within the AFC North completely because it is probably the most competitive division in all of football realistically and over the last couple of years even though we like to say that the Bengals have dominated there have only been a couple of games separating the first and fourth place team of this division the last couple of years so realistically anyone could win this division I have said that I still have the Bengals personally but I think this will be one of the most competitive divisions that we've ever seen in the history of football but going into the second team that I think is going to be the front and center spotlight of the entire season is going to be the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have uh, endured a lot of heartbreak over the last few years. We saw the heartbreaking overtime loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Then, uh, I mean, even the year before that, they fell to the Chiefs as well. And then the year after that, they get... If I'm being truly honest, embarrassed by the Cincinnati Bengals at home in the snow, kind of what you would expect a Buffalo Bills environment to really be like. Uh, obviously, they dealed with even more off the field or slightly on the field heartbreak. Obviously, there was the storyline with Damar Hamlin in the Monday night football game against the Bengals, ironically enough, where he fell unconscious, his heart stopped beating. And he is alive, luckily, and it looks like he might play football again. I truly cannot understand that in any way, but it looks like he's going to try and get back on the field. So I do think there is going to be a lot of storyline on the Bills. It kind of feels like, or at least the way it's been portrayed in the media, is that the Bills are kind of the third wheel of the AFC currently behind the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. It looks like... They're kind of being left in the dust almost behind these two teams. And that has kind of been the storyline that has been progressing over the last three seasons. Now, before then, you know, after their first loss to the Chiefs, it kind of was just those two. And that felt all right with them because they were losing to the one team that was better than them. Now they're falling into this place where they can't really get past the divisional round. They, they fall either to the top two big dogs, and Josh Allen has now been officially confirmed and considered the third best quarterback in the NFL to where he's usually used to that two and arguably before Mahomes kind of cemented it, the number one spot. So the Bills, while I don't believe they'll be in any type of villain role, uh, in fact, I do think they will be kind of the good guys in this situation. We see a lot of villain roles, uh, realistically, in the AFC. You know, the Chiefs kind of get seen in this, like, imperialism role that Patrick Mahomes just can't lose. Uh, with the Bengals, outside of the majority of the offense, the defense is kind of seen as dirty. Joe Burrow is kind of seen like a cold-blooded killer. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of am worried that he might be a psychopath. Um, and then along with a lot of the AFC North teams and a couple of the AFC South teams, uh, kind of been considered more of like the evil side of the AFC, including the Jets, uh, if I'm being honest as well. And the Bills 
along with a team that we'll get into it, uh, in a little bit with the Jaguars, are kind of seen as the new Bengals from a couple of seasons ago. The team that is so close to destiny and has the pieces but has never really competed with the big dogs, quote-unquote, of the conference, and will kind of get a shot, or at least we feel might have a shot at overpassing them. And that's why I believe the Bills will probably be the spotlight media-eyes team, if that's a word, um, of this season, because they are kind of that good guy, you know, stature, between all the teams this season, along with the team that is expected to come out of the AFC South this season in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I also expect them personally to come out of the AFC South as the division winners as well. And that is because Trevor Lawrence seems like he is finally grabbing his own. I know it's really only his third season coming in in the NFL, so I'm not surprised by this in any way. I mean, he really has barely been in the NFL at all. And so, along with the Bills, the Jaguars came in last season completely unexpected um, and, and really showed out and had a huge comeback against the Los Angeles Chargers uh, in the wildcard round as the Chargers, as I'll just speak on for like five seconds, I think are going to get forgotten in the dust a little bit. Um, I still think there will be obviously attention on them as they have Justin Herbert, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, but they're just a little out of the range of the four or five or possibly six teams that are just clearly getting way more attention in the AFC this season. That is why I believe the Chargers, whether they make the playoffs or not, I just do not have as a contender in any way. But going back to the Jaguars, we saw so many unexpected turnouts. Christian Kirk had a career year by far. Trevor Lawrence really comes to into, it, into his own. The defense of Jacksonville that we used to know be so lethal back in 2017, 2018, seemed to basically make a return this season with all new faces, mostly led by Josh Allen, their linebacker. And I, I think it is really going to be the battle of the division or the expected division winners in this conference. You know, you do have outside teams like the Jets, like the Ravens, like the Chargers, and etc. that are going to compete in this or in this conference, sorry. But you kind of have this 2v2 battle of what have been the two top dogs over the last two seasons of the AFC in the Bengals and the Chiefs as they are the two teams to reach the AFC Championship game now two years in a row. And then you have the quote-unquote what you would call good guy side and that is the Bills and the Jaguars the teams that have always been underdogs the last two seasons to these two teams and have really specifically the Jaguars uh, given a chance to really revitalize their franchise and show against the media specifically for the Bills that they are ready for that spotlight that they can get past the playoffs and that they can hold that Lombardi trophy so that is kind of the overall which brings me to who I think is going to hold that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season we talked about 
kind of the teams that I think are going to be in contention for it. I think the four teams that I named for the expected division winners in the AFC are in full contention for it. And then I believe that the three to possibly four teams, I'll count the Giants for now, uh, in the NFC, the three teams in the NFC East outside of the Commanders and the 49ers are my main uh, contenders outside of the NFC. So who is going to come out of the NFC side first? There's a lot of competition. I personally believe that the Cowboys will ch choke it away like they have in so many past seasons. And I don't believe that the Giants are fully ready. I do believe that the defense is ready and the quarterback and the running back and the tight end is ready and the offensive line is superb on this team, but they still do not have any wide receivers. And the Chiefs have shown that they can do that, but there is a very big gap between Patrick Mahomes' talent and Daniel Jones' talent, even though I should clarify, I love Daniel Jones. He is nowhere near able to do what Patrick Mahomes can do. So realistically, that just brings it down to the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, which if I'm being perfectly honest, I know is a boring answer and is what 90% of experts and people who predict this type of stuff is going to say. But it really is just because these are the two best teams in the NFC and it's really not close. One team has really the only superb elite quarterback in the entire conference, and the other has probably the best overall all-around team that we have seen in the history of football. I mean, this team is ridiculous in the 49ers. They just have to figure out the quarterback situation. And realistically, I think... Once again, like it did last season, if I'm being honest with myself, is going to end up being their downfall. I do think they meet the 49ers, sorry, they meet the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. And the quarterback play between whoever is the quarterback one at that point in the 49ers, for the sake of the argument, let's say Brock Purdy, is just going to get straight up outplayed by Jalen Hurts. So, I believe for the second season in a row, the Philadelphia Eagles will come out of the NFC because even though they don't have as weak as a schedule as they did last season, I think they proved very well and easily that they are a top team in the NFL. And if I'm being honest, they are very close to as all around well as the 49ers are. They're just very small weak points specifically this season I'm not a huge fan of their running back room now on the AFC side as I said there are four contenders in this area as well but it is a lot a heck of a lot closer race than I see in the NFC all four of the teams that I have named the Jaguars the Bills the Bengals and the Chiefs are insanely capable of going to the Super Bowl and there are teams outside of those four teams that I would not be surprised in the slightest if they made the Super Bowl. That list includes the Jets, the Ravens, that includes the Dolphins, honestly that includes 
the Browns, the Steelers. There are a couple of teams that I would not be surprised if we found in the big game. But for the sake of the argument, we are using my four division winners as I believe they are the biggest contenders of the conference. I do personally believe that the Bengals will grab the number one seed this season. If they do not, it will be the Bills to kind of forgive them for losing out on the number one seed last year, which I'm they got cheated out of so hard last season. They were going to be the number one seed as long as they didn't lose to the Bengals that night, um, which they possibly definitely could have. Um, but if they didn't lose that game, they would have absolutely gone on to win the number one seed in the AFC and would have changed a lot in terms of the playoff outlook on last season. So I do believe there is going to be a bit of an apology to the Bengals and Bills for the screw up on the records and schedules last season and it is going to end up having the Bills as the one seed, Bengals as the two, Chiefs as the three, and Jaguars as the four. I do believe that the Bengals and the Bills will meet in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I think the Bengals overcome. I, I do see it going almost the complete opposite way, which I know is boring, and they should probably see that themselves. But I think the Chiefs beat the Bengals in the regular season this year. It is an arrowhead, and, and I do still think the Chiefs are a very great team. Um, but then I think they go into the playoffs, and they go to Paycor Stadium, and the Bengals get their revenge, and they beat them in the divisional round to face the Bills in the championship game. I think this will be really the game that we expected to have last season in one of the all-time playoff classics because these two teams are very equal in terms of how talented they are. And really, last season's playoff game was a high disappointment. So we are finally going to get to this point where people are starting to doubt uh, Josh Allen a little bit less and the Bills overall as a franchise and people are going to look at this matchup and say maybe this is the time Josh Allen has finally found his way back after two seasons back to the AFC championship game and it's not against the Chiefs this time so maybe he'll find a way I personally feel like he will not uh, I think it will be the season of a villainry again because last year I think the two teams that really no one wanted outside of the fan bases of the teams made it last season and I think this season even though there will be a lot more lightheartedness on the Bengals than there were last year uh, I do think there will be a lot of people upset uh outside of the fan bases that it is the eagles and the Bengals. but if i'm being realistic that would have been a great matchup last year and i think people will be excited to have it this upcoming year now who is going to hold that for my i guess big prediction of the year if i get it you can come back to this and talk about how everyone should listen to rookie ball because he is the one that can predict everything about football I believe that Joe Burrow is going to hold that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season. Now, I could see it go either way. I could see the Bills going to the Super Bowl and winning it. I could see the Eagles winning it. I could see the 49ers winning it. I 
personally do not see the Chiefs winning another Super Bowl this season. Based off of what I can read off storylines and the way that NFL fans react to stuff, if I believe there is any controversy or conspiracy with it, I don't believe the Chiefs will win another one this season. So I do think it is going to be one of those four teams. But if I had to pick gun to my head, I will go with the Bengals this season just because that window is going to eventually close for them. Whether Joe Burrow is a part of the team for the rest of his career, eventually this team is going to have to blow up a bit of its youth. Whether that is T. Higgins, whether that is Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, whoever it is, the team is going to have to fall apart just slightly eventually, just like how the Chiefs had to eventually by giving Patrick Mahomes his extension. So I kind of do think this is a fully make or break year for the Bengals because there are some players we might not have on the team next season. So as I said, I see any of those four teams, the 49ers, Eagles, Bills, or Bengals, if you had to go and spend your money anywhere, if you really want a sports bet and you're able to control yourself, I should condone that first. Those are the four teams that you should be looking at personally, in my opinion. But let's talk about the first NFL game of this season between the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. Why is this the first game of the season? I have no clue. Listen, I have talked about this many times, and I've talked about this on my prediction, division prediction, and record prediction episode. So if you want to take a look at it or take a listen, go back and listen to it. I do like the Lions. I, I think they're a fun team. I really think they're exciting. They could make some noise. They are still not an elite level or Super Bowl contending team by a mile. And if I end up being wrong on that, then you can come back to this episode and get on me about it. But I genuinely believe the Lions will not even come close to winning their division this season. I still think that the Vikings own the NFC North. As of right now, I still think that the Lions need to make a change at quarterback. I just do not see Jared Goff as the future of this franchise. I still believe there is some hope as a quarterback one in the league for Jared Goff, but I just don't believe it is here with this system, and I just do not like the full, complete team pieces for this team to compete for a Super Bowl. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I've talked about a lot. The Chiefs are a really good team. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL. And Chris Jones is one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL. This team is going to be good. And let me just tell you this. If the Lions do win this game, the NFL is going to go into anarchy. There is going to be riots. Uh, Like, I can't even explain to you how much people will overreact to this game if the Lions win it. And listen, the NFL is unpredictable. Any given Sunday, as they say, or I guess in this situation, any given Thursday, any team can win any game at any moment in the NFL. I have no doubt that there is a chance the Lions could really upset this game. But if you are asking me, the Chiefs are going to really put the Lions back into reality. 
if the NFL wants entertainment, they're going to make this a close game. And as we saw with Thursday night football games last season, that was really not the case. Um, but if the NFL wants entertainment, they will make this a close game or they will have the Lions win. If this is reality and just the outperforming team wins the game, the Chiefs are going to absolutely murder the Detroit Lions. And I'm just saying that to really bring you Detroit fans back to reality. Because as a fan of a team that has, you know, typically been a part of poverty, for those of you who don't know, I am a Bengals fan. So that might seem like there is some bias on my Super Bowl pick, but I promise I, I am trying to be realistic. As a fan of a team that has been used to high poverty franchises and losing seasons i understand what it's like to come back to reality i understand what it's like to get on a couple of uh winning game streaks and then find out oh yeah we're not actually that good um and i do think the lions were one of the best stories of last season and they have improved they have definitely gotten better i should say that first and foremost they have improved and gotten better but they are still not a Super Bowl contender like the Chiefs, like the Bengals, like the Bills, like the Eagles, etc, etc. I just personally believe there was a lot better options for the first game of the season. Whether that was the Bills and the 49ers, the Chiefs and the Eagles, the Chiefs and the Bengals, the Chiefs and the Bills, like any combination of really those five teams between the Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs would have really been a classic, amazing week one opening game. But they went with the Lions and I understand it. They are a heavy story and they are going to get really good media coverage and the Chiefs of course are going to get great media coverage because they're the Chiefs and they're Patrick Mahomes and they're Travis Kelsey etc etc but I just to really keep it short and simple the Chiefs are going to win this game if you want a score prediction I really think they're gonna win this like 35 to 14 but it is the first game of the season so if I'm being realistic to what my gut tells me uh, this is probably going to be a close game, um, but my my brain is telling me that the Chiefs are going to win this game by a lot. So my final score prediction, as you know, last year's opening game between the Bills and the Rams was a bit of a blowout as well, but we came to find, find out that the Rams were pretty horrendous last season due to a lot of injuries, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so my brain and and my final prediction will be that the Chiefs win this game 35 to 14 and then when we come back next Friday we will give my predictions for the rest of the games of week one and that's kind of how we'll continue to do it for the rest of the season we'll give the Thursday night game my prediction the week before and then my prediction for the rest of the games just a couple of days in advance so unfortunately that is all the time we have for today's episode guys i will see you all next friday after the first game of the nfl season has been played and we will talk about all of the upcoming games for the rest of week one so i will see you all on the flippy flip get out of here